Welcome everyone. My name is Andrea Hyland and I'm the host of this show. Today is the first episode of a podcast called Carving a New Path. Now, I could have titled this podcast Living with Uncertainty, Navigating Change, Embracing a New World, Reinvent Yourself, The Year of Social Distancing, or something to do with COVID-19. But all of these titles lead to the same thing. Something has changed in your life and created enough of a disruption to the life you were living. And no matter what you try to do, you can't change that. Right now, there is a worldwide global disruption and the potential for a global awakening. Now, I know that you have had personal interruptions or disruptions before. It might have been something you chose, like leaving your family home and going to college or your first apartment. It might have been an illness or the death of a loved one that stopped your daily routine enough for you to look at the world with a different view. It may have been a subtle or it may have been a profound moment of change. And even an aha, in that moment, something changed and there is no going back. I had an experience 30 years ago when I was married to my first husband. One night we were having a fight and yelling at each other at the top of our lungs. And our youngest daughter toddled into the room and I locked eyes with her and I heard the whisper of a voice. This is not the woman you came here to be. Four years of trying to get my husband to stop drinking by reading books and doing personal growth work to figure this out hadn't worked. Converting to Catholicism so he would go to church. Me going to Al-Anon in therapy to try to understand what was happening and try to get him to stop drinking and change and look at what was happening in our family. Nothing had worked. But in that moment of seeing my daughter, I knew that it was me that had to stop this dance. It was a flash and a moment of awakening and clarity. Now, these micro flashes do not lead any of us to make huge changes in our lives in the moment, but it's like something taking the blinders off and you begin to see things that have been invisible to you, like seeing the elephant in the room that no one is talking about. Now, if you're a Field of Dreams movie fan, it's when you see the ball players on the baseball field. You see them and you begin to witness other people waking up and seeing them too, or people not seeing them and thinking that there's something wrong with you. So we all have an opportunity right now to reflect and rethink how we have been living our lives. Whatever has been in discourse will only accelerate now. And you will have moments that you will see something and have a shift in perspective that begins a new way of living and an opportunity to carve a new path. That's why I decided to create a podcast and host conversations about this. 10 years ago, 
I recorded 44 radio shows in 45 days over the holidays to talk about grief I had shared with my own experiences of the loss of a brother, son, and husband, the loss of a job, the loss of a home, the experience I had when I had a life-threatening illness, and more about trauma, loss, and grief. I also interviewed 27 guests who talked about transforming grief when life experiences changed something. We also shared tools and resources to feel and heal grief and awaken to a new life. The intention at that time was to help and support people and talk about grief. And that's why I'm doing this, to reach out a hand and share the experience of how we can use this time to prepare and ignite a change. With this podcast, Carving a New Path, um, some of the shows will be like today. Me sharing a few personal stories with you about things that ended in my life and fell apart and things that were birthed out of those times. Some of the shows will be with guests who have experienced breakdowns or disruptions in their own lives and the breakthroughs that were birthed. I had a big moment of change in my personal life 15 years ago when my second husband was diagnosed with cancer. We had been struggling a bit in our marriage already and he was not feeling well for a few months. So in this emotional distance that we already felt, um, I began to drive him to different doctors for blood work and exams to look at his back and then his heart. And finally, the results came back that he had cancer in his blood. He had multiple myeloma. I can remember standing in his hospital room when the doctor told us he had cancer and it felt surreal. My husband had been so healthy and this felt like it came out of nowhere. I remember standing in the hospital and thinking, plot change, I wouldn't have predicted this. My husband's response was that he wanted to learn how to make prosthetics while spending so much time in the hospital. He had already been learning about making plaster masks and this felt aligned for him. Both of us were in an initial form of shock and denial. Well, for 10 months, we joined forces and fought together to cure his cancer with chemo and radiation and alternative therapies. And ultimately the cancer did not go away and he died. His death, became a trifecta of awakening for me with the loss of loved ones. <clears throat> I lost a brother to SIDS, sudden infant death syndrome, when I was four years old. My third child, a son named Cooper, died at the age of 19 months from a fourth stage neuroblastoma cancer after surviving two open heart surgeries to fix a congenital heart defect. And then, the death of my second husband, which ended his life with death and created a huge gap where I had to learn how to live life in a different way. And all three deaths impacted me in different ways. But the unifying force was to talk about loss and grief and to find a way to transform the loss into living life with more gratitude and joy. 
nothing returns to normal. I will tell you that one thing. Nothing returns to normal when you've had a loss of a loved one or loss of a job. You know, you get back to what may look normal to people, but it, it, it changes you. And no matter how much you try, I mean, I know because for the last 15 years since my husband died, I've gone through phases of trying to return to a normal, normal life, the kind of life I had when my husband was alive. But the truth is that all of the losses helped me to wake up to a deeper meaning in life. And that's why I'm here to talk with you about taking a new look at the life you have been living. The sooner you can admit and accept that life will never be normal again, that something is changing inside of you right now, the sooner you can begin to take steps to carve a new life. Now, for some of you, it will be something that seems easy, like spending more time with your children or slowing down and getting outside to take walks. For some of you, the change will be huge. You will leave a job or start a new business, and it won't happen overnight. It doesn't happen all at once. It's about tuning into what's being birthed through you at this time. It requires stopping to see something new. I mean, an example is looking out the window and at the brown dirt day after day, and one day you notice a small green shoot of a plant poking up through the dirt. You don't even know what it will grow into, but you see a little piece of green. And that piece of green in your life is the thing to nurture, tend to, and be curious and open. I also want to acknowledge that there is a wide range of experiences that people are having right now. I mean, the healthcare workers on the front line are living in a war zone of people sick and dying from the coronavirus. There are people who have lost loved ones. There are people who are losing jobs. There's an acceleration of loss of freedom and mobility. And it's important to feel the grief about that. So giving yourself time every day to feel sad before getting busy or too plugged into your devices is really important. There are some of us who are in homes with heat and running water and food and online businesses or being able to work remotely at the job that you've had all along. And we have time to feel the feelings and open to something new. So this is the time that you have right now to stare at the brown dirt and tend to the green shoots that will begin to emerge. I'm gonna end the show today with a few tips to create some stability in this time of change. These are reminders and things that you may already be doing, but here's my list of my daily activities. Start each day connected to something that is greater than yourself. Call it God, spirit, nature, before you start looking at the news to check the latest info on the stay-at-home order, make a hot beverage and sit in front of the window. Be quiet and see what you notice. Wipe the slate clean. Begin a new day. 
And if you really don't have nature to see outside of your window, then the next time you go to the grocery store, buy a plant, stare at the plant, water it, nurture it, watch it grow. Create structure to record what you're feeling. That could be in a journal, a notepad, voice notes on your phone, record what's happening to you or a Word document. You know, write a few notes about how you're feeling and what you noticed. A blue jay or a robin, clouds in the sky, a song you used to sing when you were a child that pops into your, your mind. Tune in and then write something down. Look for signs. You don't have to interpret them now. Just record them. Ideas that pop up. Random thoughts. You don't have to figure out the how or the why right now. Just write them down. Feel your feelings. Give yourself time to feel whatever you are feeling. Sad, scared, angry. And then shift them by focusing on a task. Clean the stove. Vacuum the rug. Turn on music and dance. Something to move your body and to move the feelings. Breathe. Notice when you are holding your breath or breathing in a shallow way. You know, take a few deep breaths. It's really, it's really common when we're grieving or we're feeling uncertain about our lives to actually hold our breath or to breathe shallow, like ah, take a deep breath, a few deep breaths, open your arms wide. Study things that you're drawn to. Read books, watch films, listen to podcasts, go to a yoga class online, and then create something. Listening to this podcast means that you have Wi-Fi and access to a phone or computer. I mean, maybe this is a time to start writing or doing some kind of art, writing a song. So start singing, start writing, create, for the sheer act of accessing creative expression. Do something for someone else. If you are alone, you can still reach out and post something positive on social media or call a friend or text someone and just say, hello, I'm thinking of you. You know, do something for someone else. Or even take breadcrumbs outside and feed the birds, you know, something. Wave to someone who's walking by your house or go to your front door. And the last tip and reminder is to create some silence throughout the day. If you're at home with your children, you can still silence your mind and like turn off the thoughts and observe what they're doing. Just push out and just watch. Play with them. Stop overthinking. Be here now. So every week, I will be having a conversation with someone about something that happened in their life that helped them to wake up and carve a new path. And every week, we'll also have some tips, tools, and resources that help them to navigate the change. My desire and intention is that by sharing the stories of other people, it will help you wake up to the story that's inside of you that wants to be created. So I thank you so much for listening,
for being here, for being willing to even entertain the idea that this is a time that you can be cultivating a new life for yourself and opening your eyes to something that you haven't seen before. So much love to you. Your voice matters. Mwah.